chaos is everywhere. Everybody, this is Jonathan Gilchrist coming to you with episode 8 of Chaos Everywhere. This is a very new concept for us. Um, we basically did watch longs, but we, what we did instead of looking for one show is we randomly picked one wrestler. And by randomly, I mean Mr. Artie Weiss and I both picked a list of three guys we'd like to watch matches of. We then uh, picked our number one choice on those lists. We then flipped a coin to see who got whose choice gets to go in, and then um, we each picked a match. So I knew we knew ahead of time which ones it was going to possibly be, which one of the two. So he picked a match, I picked a match, and then we watched the third match that I generated randomly with a random g number generator on the WWE Network. So we really got a grab bag here, and who we ended up with is Keith Lee. And it is time to bask in his glory. It was a lot of fun. Um, it is supposed to be a watch long, and we are very specific about what matches we're watching, and um, when you should be pausing and what you should be doing. But as long as you follow the instructions, you'll be able to watch these matches right along with us. Um, I didn't. Keith Lee was his choice, um, not because I don't like Keith Lee. It's just I don't know a lot about him, so. Mr. Vice goes through and helps me understand why I should be a huge fan of Keith Lee. I have to say, the man's growing on me. He's he is impressive. The matches we just randomly found just show how much range this guy has. But you know what? You don't need me to sell you on Keith Lee. I think you're just gonna have to watch the matches and you're just gonna be blown away like I was. And you know, it's just a lot of fun. I think we're gonna do more of this because I feel like this is a very unique. Um, concepts to my show as far as I know there aren't too many podcasts that are doing profiles of a single wrestler like this especially with the random element of not knowing what the third match is going to be we actually ended up with four matches um, because the third match that we ended up on first we watched it but it was only like a six minute match it wasn't bad it was just it was so short we were like well we have time for another match so we ended up watching a fourth so you get a bonus match in this uh, wonderful little Keith Lee experiment. So, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I don't know if we're going to do it again next week, um, but we're definitely going to do it again. It was a lot of fun to just pick a guy, and I know for a fact that we have two other guys that we both, well, he has two other guys he'd love to have seen, and I have, you know, three other guys that I would have loved to watch matches of, so we'll see where it goes. Uh, other than that, though, I hope you enjoy the show numbers are staying consistent uh please tell a friend i really want to see uh, this growing and i feel like that is a really great way to have that happen if if you know everybody tells one person about this show you know i'll double my audience and that'll be wonderful and i really do think as i'm doing this more i'm getting better um and as a whole it's just a lot of fun oh i do want to say in just uh, stuff to look out for Mr. Vice and I are going to, of course, record another show. We've been doing that weekly. But I'm also recording this week a new show with the Madman of Music. It's going to be a different show, obviously, because, I mean, 
I've invited the Madman a few times to watch wrestling, and I'm sure he would, but that's not really our bag as a as a friendship. You know, you have got your wrestling friends, you got your, um, I, you know, he'd actually like this, his, our other friends, and I put that in air quotes. So I'm not sure exactly what we're going to watch yet. We may use the same kind of concept where we're going to end up picking randomly from a selection of which, you know, show or movie we're going to watch, but we'll have to see, and, um... Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun as well. I, I always enjoy those because they are different, but also just I just have just as much fun. Just another Tuesday and I'm with a different friend. Um, so yeah, please follow me at Facebook at Chaos Everywhere, um, at LastGilChris1 on Twitter, and uh, write the show at ChaosPodShow at gmail.com. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm still working on trying to get a website. I just... I, you know, I'm trying to do all the right stuff. I'm not really great with social media, but I'm working on it. I try to get my stuff out there. I try to be entertaining on Twitter. I think Twitter is your best bet because I, as I'm watching random shows that aren't a part of this show, but are just my random days, I'm putting up my musings. I just had a nice little tweet about King Bob from Recess because that's what I was watching at the time. So, you know, feel free to follow me however you want and just keep listening to the show. Thank you. Hello? Hello? Are we connected? I believe so. Okay. <laughs> all right, so we're all good to go. I've got a coin here. Give me one second. I chose a new take a drink. <sighs> Sorry about that. I didn't know I had a frog in my throat. A uh, coin here. We can flip it. Uh, and I figured out a way that we can randomly do the third thing. But I, I'm going to explain in the intro, but I'll explain it here too. So what you and I did was we picked three guys each. And if we had matched on one of those guys, we'd be doing that. But we did not match. Although I think we should do Kamala because I really did think of him a long time. Yeah. And now we've each picked our own guy. Your guy was Keith Lee. Mine was Mick Foley. We're going to flip a coin to see whose matches we watch, and then whoever we get, I have a match for each in my head. You've got a match for each? Yep. And then the third one, I got a random number generator, and I put it set up for generating a number between 1 through 100. So whoever we get, I'm going to go to their spot on the network, look at their match list, and just count out to 10, which was the number that came up, and that's the match we're going to watch. Okay, yeah, sounds like a plan. I will say, so, I think that in terms of matches, yours mm-hmm. and mine might be the same for Mick Foley, maybe. I know that might yeah. find that hard to believe with how many he has, but... Yeah, but well, let's see. Like, um, If I get Mick Foley, I'll start with... I'll do hit mine first, because he was my, my thing. And yeah. that way, if we match, you can think of another match. And same with Keith Lee. If it's him, we'll, we'll let you go first. Yeah. Actually, Keith Lee might even be more probable because of how few things he has. Right. Well, yeah, okay. Keith Lee, I, I don't know. I picked – we'll see. We'll see what we get because we might yeah, not even be doing Keith Lee. Well, All I, right. So I got the coin here. I'm going to let you pick heads or tails, whichever one you want for Keith Lee. Heads. Heads? Okay, I'm going to flip it and hopefully somewhere where I can see it. <laughs> 
Everybody hit the floor. Not surprising. It was heads. So we're going to do Keith Lee. All right. All righty. So what was your match for Keith Lee? We're going to find it, then we're going to sync up, and then, you know, do the whole watch along thing. Yep. So what you're going to want to do is go to Best of Keith Lee and Evolve. And they're actually timestamped and everything, so you'll find it really fast. It's his... uh, it's his WWN title match against uh, Matt Riddle. Okay. Let me pull it up here. Uh, and so, you should um, start at one hour, four minutes, and 31 seconds. Okay, what was the name of the show? Just like so I can find it in here? It's, it's the, it's, you go to the Independence and you go to Best of Keith Lee and Evolve. Independence. Let's This part's not the best uh, podcasting, but I'm going as fast yeah. as I can. There we go. That's actually That's one of the things I, I, I was thinking about, like when you had brought this up. There's one of the concerns I had is like, huh, it's going to be really like, there's going to be some downtime depending on how fast you can find the matches. All right. I think I got pulled up. It's going to get over to the Matt Riddle match here. Yeah, you should mm-hmm. be at four minutes and 31 seconds, roughly. Almost. Okay, just we'll fill in the time here. I'm just waiting for the timestamp to get over the one hour, four minutes, and 31 seconds. And there we go. Okay, so I'm at that point. You're at that point. And then yep. we'll do a countdown. I'm assuming anybody that's listening will know to pause it before and get to one hour, four minutes, 31 seconds on the best of Keith Lee, and then uh, pause it before we do the countdown. All right, and uh, okay, so I think that's all we need there. So, oh, let's go I'm, I'm it's almost okay. like I'm sneaking in. It's almost like I'm sneaking in a second wrestler because I get Matt Riddle too. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll see what my match is. I'm glad that we didn't pick the same match for Keith Lee because I'm just picking a match I know we did recently that I haven't seen yet. So I was like, okay, uh-huh. I'll pick that one. For Keith Lee. So, all right, here we go. Three, right. two, one, play. Right. And here we are. Oh. Just out of curiosity while they're getting announced here, um, what was your match for Mick Foley? Uh, it was the uh, Take Your Mankind Hell in a Cell match. No. See, picked a good one. Mine was going to be, uh, and we might still do Mick Foley at some point, and I'll probably still pick this match because it's my favorite and nobody ever talks about it. Survivor Series 97, he had an awesome match with Kane. Okay, yeah, mine was either gonna be mine was either gonna be the the Hell in a Cell match um, with Taker, or the other one that I had thought about was the um, the I Quit match with The Rock. That's a good one too. Yep, I thought about that one too. Those are like two of my favorites. Or the Boiler Room. That one's pretty awesome too. Yeah. That, well, like, like I said, I think we might come back to do this more because it's pretty fun. So yeah. I just like the randomness of it. Plus, it's like three matches, but it can be three good matches. And it gives a chance to focus on just one wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I might talk a little bit about Riddle in this match just because he's so damn good. But the bulk of right. this is definitely going to be Keith Lee. He is like, 
oh, he, I have a major like wrestling, like I have a wrestling boner for Keith Lee. He's just he's everything basically that I would want in a wrestler. He's so good. Right. Oh, uh, oh! I was also want you to know I have a, a title for either possibility uh, for the episode. This episode is going to be called "Bask in the Glory of Chaos" because. I had to steal his thing to do it. Yeah, I mean, you are a thief in the night. So. If it was Mick Foley, it was going to be the three matches of Foley. That was the title what? for his. What a horrible person. <laughs> right. uh, see, I don't... I didn't know anything... Like, I didn't even know Evolve existed until they did that weird, you know, um, anniversary special yeah. a few months back. A lot I just never of... heard of Evolve. A lot of like NXT guys came through here. Evolve has had a lot of like big time names now come through there. Yeah. Go through the doors. Are you ready for this epic stare down, by the way? <laughs> I I'm so ready. I don't even know what to expect from an epic stare down between the King of Bros and Keithley. It's like a war, my friend. I can imagine both of them. I've seen both of them wrestle quite a few times, and I can imagine especially in a non-WWE setting, what they could yeah. do. And you should expect pain. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Starting with the classic elbows to each other's jaws. Yeah. Straight to that each just other's looks jaws. like he's clapping his boobs. That's what he Oh... Oh, that's impressive. That is an impressive side pickup from Riddle on the much larger Keith Lee. Oh, I my my thing like stuttered for a second, so I'm probably a few seconds behind you. Like not much, probably like two seconds behind you or something. Okay. Oh God, that double slap, dude! Every time I see him do it, I just think about how bad that has to hurt. Yeah, I wouldn't want to take it. I. Ooh. I wouldn't want to take any kind of chop, let alone a man his size, put his weight behind it. Yeah, right? Because it's not even like a regular, like, kind of like chop thing. It's just two over-the-hand just slaps. Oh, uh, no, the Sting no-sell with the German. Yep. Gotta love it. Classic. Oh, we're going to bask in some glory, I think. I mean, you have to bask in the glory. I I love the fact that, like, when he got to NXT, the fans, right. like, already knew the chance and everything. Like, that's what I love about NXT fans. Like, for the most part, they're, like, kind of, like, the closest thing WWE will ever have to, like, indie fans. Right. So, like, a lot of them already know a lot of the stuff that they've done on the indies. So, like, Keith Lee right. is like, oh, Baskin is glory. Like, all those chants and everything. Like, they already knew them. Yeah. The WWE's always had that core of, like, they've had the core, you know, forever fans. They've always been there. They just get drowned out by the, you know, the casual fans. Yeah. Top on whenever it's at its height. But NXT kind of condensed it down so you just get that core, and those are the people that do know all that stuff, even though they're WWE fans. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh these two. Oh. 
That's impressive. Right? Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh, he hit his head on the circus circus. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, for those of you not watching along, which you really should be for this one, but uh, there's a circus circus banner hanging down on his brain, and it's very low. And Keith Lee was able to pick him up, pick up Riddle in a power bomb, and hit his head on the the banner. It looks like it's a piece of wood or something. Cool. Where where are they? Like, are they wrestling in a barn? Is that where they're wrestling? No, it's, uh, I don't know exactly where it is, but. Oh, Keithley, think about doing something else with that circus, circus band. That would be, oh, that's, that'd be amazing. Ooh. Nice punch from Lee, taking down Riddle. So, I'm still, I don't know, I'm still not 100% on Matt Riddle. I like him. I like what he does in the ring. But I don't, I don't know if he's just not my kind of character in general. It's just I'm not a big, you know, bro kind of guy. But I appreciate how well he's, he gets over and how much people are into his whole, you know, gimmick. It's just not the gimmick that appeals to me, which is fine. You need, you know, 30 different gimmicks, or so they say. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you do have a very distinct uh, taste. Yes. I I know what it's... And I'm very aware of my taste, and I'm very aware when my tastes are coloring my perception of someone. Because it just... Oh it wouldn't be fair to them. Oh. German off Brett's rope. There we go. That's the most dangerous rope right there. Second rope. Was this for a title? I didn't or is yeah. it just a Okay. Yeah, it's for the it's for the WWN title. And WWN is the company they evolved as part of or Yeah. Okay. I believe that's the way it I, works. I feel I, like... I'm huge like oh Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, there we go. Stumps. I feel like I'm showing my lack of indie knowledge in this match because like yeah this is all brand new to me I feel like this yeah, is this whole go cold is a bad idea. This is a part of the reason why this was a big deal to me to make to make I guess like Keith Lee is like the best choice for me as like the right. first option for like to show you the kind of wrestling that I enjoy the most personally. Right. He's like Right, because he's got the size and the agility. Yeah, exactly. Like he's yeah, he's like the closest thing to the perfect combination for me. Yeah, I don't know how much of it exists on the network, but there's gotta be some. But I think you would enjoy young Yokozuna matches because apparently before he hit like 500 pounds. Before, basically, he was on WTV, he was doing some mind-blowing stuff for a man his size in the Indies. So I wonder how much of that might exist somewhere on there, and I wonder what you think of it. Probably not too, too much, but might be able to find some. But that, if we do, though, that's obviously later on down the road. Yeah. 
For now, we can just enjoy Keith and Matt Riddle beating the holy hell out of each other. Oh, again. Oh, that was a good up. That was forearm. I was going to call it up, but that's not up. No, that was a forearm. So, okay, I'm just I'm trying to think of where these guys are modernly right now in the league because I know Keith Lee just made his debut on the main roster with horrible music. Mm-hmm. What's Matt Riddle been up to? He's on. Know, he's also on the main roster. Yeah. Yeah, Riddle's on SmackDown. They're both on the main roster at this point. Lee's on Raw. Riddle's on SmackDown. And how's that going for them? I wish both of them were still on NXT. Oh, I do. One thing I do love about the Indies is like the, the consents you have to make just to just the space you're in. But Keith Lee, there's no way he would have just gone for that moonsault second rope if he had the ability to hit the third. But if he'd gone up to the third, he would have hit the ceiling. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that's just fun stuff you don't get to see very often in WWE or NXT. You get to see in the Indies just like lack of space. Oh, just nasty strikes. So, um, just uh, just because, like I said, I'm I'm new to this. I don't know how much of this stuff you knew beforehand. Do you happen to know if like this was like um, a whole angle, or was this just like the first match of a, you know? No, they had a thing going for a little while now. Um, they uh, before this match. Uh, and it's actually, I think it's on this, like, same best of, I believe. But um, okay. before this match, there was, like, a fatal four-way that included these two guys, uh, as along with another amazing wrestler that I love, Walter. Um, uh-huh. And a fourth guy that I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but most importantly, it had Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, and Walter all in the same match. Um, but I thought a fatal four-way was just a little too much... In the ring, uh, yes. I wanted to focus more. I wanted to, to focus more on uh, Keith Lee, and I felt like a singles match would do that a lot better um, than a fatal four-way. But it's a great match, nonetheless. But yeah, like those two, like these two, Riddle and uh, Keith Lee, like had this like ongoing rivalry thing going and evolve because they were both kind of like the top two guys there. Okay, and like I missed, I might miss it in the thing. What year was this? Uh, two thousand seventeen, I believe. So it wasn't that long before they actually got into WWE too. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, if you count NXT, which you should, but... yeah. Yeah, no, this is before I'm they won NXT. I'm actually um, a little. I'm, I'm uh, a little bit interested that you did not pick a Davidovic match with Keith Lee. Not how much you love both those two together. I strongly considered it. Um, I think the <laughs> main reason I didn't is because I couldn't get my favorite one of those, which is in PWG, which is not here. Got it. If I could have, then I probably would have. Because that yeah, one in particular was my favorite. Ooh. Maybe at some point we'll do this sort of thing, but we'll open it up to like being able to use YouTube as well as the network, which would open up to a lot of different matches. Yeah. 
Because honestly, if Mick Foley had won and I could just pick any one of his matches, I would have loved to have just sat down for the podcast because we watched together and watched his death um, Same here. death match against Terry Funk. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Same here. That's so entertaining. <laughs> this, I, like, this has been a really good back-and-forth match. They've not really slowed down. and They've been going for quite a while now. Yeah, dude, the stamina for both of the guys, obviously, but for a guy the size of Keith Lee, like the amount of yeah, stamina whole, is absolutely insane. To carry that weight for this long and just be able to keep going, that's just, yeah, that's more cardio than I ever knew or ever will. Ooh. God. Oh, Matt Little running into the corner. Fine uh, for him, I guess, is what I'm going to call that. Okay. For like half a second, because he was like late pulling the forearm, I thought, is he just going to go for a thinner splash? That seems very old school mm-hmm. for Matt Riddle. And he went for the forearm instead. Oh. We're up on top. We're going to look like we're going for a superplex, but I don't think that's where we're heading. Nope. Oh. Uh, what goes through your mind? It's. Uh, first of all, I know what's going through my mind, and that's that's just that's an unfortunate camera angle. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, oh! Oh! Uh, oh my! Powerbomb! Powerbomb! At the end of that unfortunate camera angle, did make up for it off the top rope. Holy crap! That had to hurt. Oh my! Oh, Jesus! Like, what a powerbomb. You know, I think Keith Lee probably has one of the best powerbombs in the modern-day game. I didn't know he was known for his powerbomb. Well, he has the spirit bomb, which is basically like that sit-out last ride. Okay, yeah. I remember it. And I was like, powerbomb is one of those things that has become a high spot when it used to be just such a deadly... You know, finisher. I mean, when Keith Lee does it, obviously it's a finish. I'm just saying, in general, the power bombs become a high spot for a lot of guys. Yeah. Oh, but, but why we get? I don't know how you do stuff on the apron that's safe, but I don't. But yeah, it's gonna be bad. If by bad you mean amazing. I mean, it's going to be amazing for us, but bad for the people that have to actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, going for a fishman. Oh, nope. Nope, that was not a fishman. That was a... Uh, I don't even know what I want. What, what, what's that called? Yes. You, you know. Now it's called a mistake. Well, Matt Riddle just almost killed Keith Lee because the referee literally did check his pulse. So I think what he was trying to do there was like, I believe it was, it looked like it was some sort of swinging neck breaker off the apron yeah. or something. I'm trying to remember what, like, because I've seen that move before and other people have a name for it. I just can't think of what the name is. Doesn't Elias use a move like that where he like, sets him in a fisherman hook and then does a spring net breaker and calls it the something? 
But what I am kind of sure of is Matt Riddle thought he killed Keith Lee, and then Keith Lee stood up and he was just like, no, no, uh, this <laughs> is supposed to be dead right now. I murdered him. This, this is what happens in a Jason movie. <laughs> nice sent on off the top by Riddle. Oh. oh, I'm sorry, Brocon. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm insulting Mr. Now. Riddle. No, no, How no. How dare I call it a Brocon? With Matt Riddle, any move he does, you put bro in front of it. Uh, can't wait to see the bro chop. Yep. Do you think you Matt laugh. Riddle's a bro? That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so I guess technically <laughs> that wasn't a mistake on the apron. It was a bro steak. Right. Do you think Matt Riddle's a brony, though? I, it wouldn't surprise me. Just to stay on brand. I was like, oh, it's got bro in it. Or, I gotta stay oh. on it. Caught it. Caught yep, the knee. Jesus. Oh. I don't know. How, I think you moved up and now I'm behind you somehow. That's weird. But anyway. I don't know how that would be possible. I think I you just said caught the knee, and I just saw him hit the knee. I'm like, somehow I'm a few sucks by you now. Damn you, WWE Network. We'll try and make sure that we stay matched up to the next one, but I have a feeling this match can't last much longer because these two men are still breathing today. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh! Yep, there it is. I was waiting for you to – now you were behind me. Round zero from the top, as oh. they just called it. Oh, my God. It's fine. It's... Oh, that was so sick. You know, this that, that move right there for me epitomizes the kind of trust you have to have in your opponent because Riddle had to trust Keith Lee not only to help him land right, but to not just collapse on top of him and just crush his whole sternum. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the end. So they can count out. like they. So it's more like boxing. You can do a count this out win. This, oh, I'm, I should have mentioned it. This is my fault. This was a last man standing match. Er, Got yeah. it. Got this it. was technically, yeah, this was a last man standing match, so. That makes more sense because there wasn't any pinfalls and they just didn't yeah. realize until the moment. Well, that was yeah. That was that was definitely something. I don't. It's one of those matches you watch it, and I feel like my um, I kind of lost my breath watching them do that. Like the dude's so good on the mic too. Yeah. No, it is impressive. I he like he go. Over there, I can't say his name. The other guy, the other big guy that is his rival through many promotions, Dovacek, which I said earlier. Um, when they when AEW said they were looking for big guys that could compete in their style, those were the two. Where I was like, well, too bad that those two are in NXT because yeah. those are clearly the two that you want. Yeah, he like I so even though I hate these kinds of characters. Keith and like I don't think they're really like necessary in modern day wrestling. 
Keith Lee is the closest thing Vince McMahon is going to find to a modern day Hulk Hogan kind of superhero guy. You think? Just with the way he talks on the mic and right. like, you know, minus, minus the eye scratching and all that. You know? Okay. <laughs> minus the Healy face tactics. Give him, give him 10 years where he's got to rely more on his wits, and then he'll get to be like a heel Hogan. <laughs> But yeah, like he just like the way I, the way he is on the mic, like it's very um I don't know how to explain like it's very it has that like at least to me, like the way he speaks. Oh, that's the end of the match and everything, so oh yeah, yeah Keith and Walter. We can keep oh, talking about this match for a little bit while I uh, I'm gonna look for the match that I want. I know which one I'm going to, I'm gonna find it so I can help you find it. Okay. But yeah, no can keep going about him, that's fine. So the thing that I find absolutely amazing about him is like he has in terms of like in-ring wrestling, he is very much like the epitome of everything, at least for me and what I look for in wrestling. He's the epitome of everything I could ever hope for in a wrestler. But on the mic, he almost has this like just the way the way he speaks and the way he like pronounces things, I guess. Like the way he he, he his dictation is and everything like at, at least to me, it's very eighties Hulk hogan Right. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it without actually like hearing him talk on the mic, but I don't know. It's just very, it's just, it's, it's very one-sided good guy. E. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, we kind of had this conversation with the AEW stuff about how like everyone's a tweener nowadays. You know what I mean? Right. And how you don't like that. And and that to me that makes even more why you should love someone like Keith Lee because he is like he is the epitome of a good guy. Like he is as far to the face side as you're gonna get nowadays. Yeah, no, I keep, I completely see that. He and he's he's also very cocky, which is what gets me. In an NXT. It's, I'm looking through NXT to find the match I yeah. want, but he's it's like insane, he's cause got he, that it, whole cocky, the basking in his glory thing. But you're right, he does very much, um, like he very much reminds me of throwbacks of the '80s in that way. Yeah, like I, I don't know I he. Also, I I love the I, even though this is I uh, like I don't know I just I enjoy just almost everything about the guy like it's it's hard for me to find something I don't like about Keith Lee, right? Like he just has it. He has everything. Okay, no, you're completely right. And I did find the match I wanted. It took me a minute, but okay. I found it. Um, it's. I wanted to see the Adam Cole versus Keith Lee match, the winner-take-all match, which oh, I've not okay. seen. Gotcha. So that's the match I decided to pick for Keith Lee. So that would be – it's an NXT. Um, it's July something. It's the Great American Bash Night 2. That's where it is. July 8th. And I'll just figure out where the match starts here. 
Honestly, I, I'm watching him walk up to the ring, so I'm at the thing. So if you get to an hour, 17.37, we'll start from there. All right. Uh, Looks like it's going to be a long match because it's the last match and there's like 30 minutes left. So I picked yeah, the long one, but, but it is what it is. Uh, where are we going? Where Where do I go to? Go to WWE NXT. No, no, no. I mean, to... what? Time. Oh, sorry. Uh, hour seventeen thirty-seven. Okay, I went a little past. It. Oh, here we go. All right, I'm at. I'll, I'm at thirty-eight. So. Right. Okay, so that's where we're at. Um, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I love this whole event because it was very, very petty of WWE to put this against AEW um, <laughs> with the name of Dusty's event. It was a very, very petty thing to do, and I did not watch it at the time because I am such an AEW mark right now, but I did hear this match in particular was very good, so I yeah. wanted to come back and check it out since I've been watching Keith Lee match anyway. Yeah, so, so I will say I have already seen this match. I did watch it originally. Um right. I don't remember too much about it because it has been a few months now. Right. But he, but yeah, it's, it's it's really good though. So we should be in for a treat. Okay, good. All right. So again, hour seventeen, and I got up to thirty-eight. So I'm gonna go three, two, one, play. All right. And we're watching Steve Flea walk to the ring with the North American title. So this is basically like three years later from where we what we watched what we just watched. Yeah, yeah, we just traveled in time three years. Yep. Well, we should warn Keith Lee when we were back there about the pandemic. He could have saved us all. Oh, why weren't we thinking? I love the fact that he calls his fans the Limitless Legion. Like that's just such a another thing that just makes me love this guy. Is like even his fan base, he has like a he's a, has a really like great like catchy name for his fan base, you know. Like you have like the Hulk Maniacs, and now you have like the Legion, you know, the Limitless Legion. It's so great. I think what we're finding out is somewhere deep, deep down in your fat kid little soul, you still want to love Hulk Hogan because everything you keep playing it's like is Hulk Hogan. Except for maybe the match quality. No, you know what? I'll give you Better. match quality much less. <laughs> but like the character, the fan base, that that's all whole thing. I think I want someone to be that like so yeah, I want someone to be able to be that like that figurehead and that like that kind of like popularity. But I want it right. to be someone who's actually good. I don't face. I mean, good is in like in ring skill, right? Yeah, even... no, I understand. Like, I Hogan was never a great wrestler. He was always a great salesman, as yeah, Will Monsoon once said on camera. Yeah, even for back then, he wasn't a good wrestler. Like, there's Adam right. Cole. Or as I like to call him, Mr. Britt Baker. <laughs> uh, I See, I want to watch... I told you this before, I've said this on this podcast. I, I like NXT. I've, I've liked it for many years. 
but I'm just so sad every time they bring people up from NXT to go to Raw or SmackDown, how they just sort of get trampled over that yeah. I just I'm worn out. Because used correctly, the Undisputed Era on the main card, oh my god, that's so awesome. I don't know. No, I agree 100%. I mean, there's a reason when, uh, like, there's a reason when Keith Lee lost, lost the uh, NXT title to Karrion Cross. I was uh-huh. sad, not just because he lost the title, but because I knew that it meant that he was instantly going to the main roster. And right. that made me very sad because I just, just expected Vince McMahon to do nothing with him. Um, I'm glad that I'm somewhat wrong because he's like he instantly went into a feud with Orton. Yeah, and, like, no, they've definitely done more with him, even though I'm still a little weary of it. Yeah. So that's good, at least. But I don't know what we'll yeah. see what happens. Karen Cross is also somebody that, like, I'm aware of him. I'm very aware of him, um, and I <laughs> like his character speaks to me. And yet it's not enough to pull me back in because I just, I can't get invested. I just, I can't be hurt again. <laughs> uh, oh, well, he's injured right now anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that was a, that was a bad break. That, that just sucks. Yeah, yeah, you don't ever want to see that happen to anyone. Jesus, weighing in at 340 pounds. <laughs> uh and moves like Rey Mysterio. Right? <laughs> like, if for his, like, for his announcing, when he's, like, coming down the ring and, and they're, like, announcing him and stuff, they might as well just right. be, like, video game character in real life. Create a wrestler, Keith Lee. Yeah, right? Oh... Not my creative wrestler, because that would annoy me, but I but those all those creative wrestler guys that make a seven foot tall guy that does a six one nine, those are the creative wrestler guys I'm talking about. Yeah, basically. All those guys who like make yeah, basically all those guys who like making like a, a seven foot three hundred and fifty uh, four hundred pound or whatever guy doing like over the top rope stuff and like six one nines and all that, like Keith Lee is basically all of their wet dreams. I wonder, I I wonder really, I think about this every once in a while, if other people had been born into different eras. Like, if The Undertaker was coming up today, with all that he could do just in the limit of what he was taught in his time period, what do you think he could have done if he was coming up today? And like learning the AEW style or Keith Lee's style, like I don't know if there would be any limit to what he could do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he adapted pretty well, like through the times. I just, I the reason I that goes into my head is because I I heard an interview with him where he said like I had to teach myself just because I could do these things doesn't mean I should. And now it's like, okay, well, what if we just said, do whatever you can? What would that have looked like? And it's just boggles the mind. It does. Uh. 
I feel like that was just a bad choice by Adam Cole to go for the head. Yeah. Um, that's not where you want to start with somebody that much bigger than you. Ooh. Uh-huh. Yep. Just manipulating the joints. I appreciate the wrestling there. I feel like almost instantly you can see how Keith Lee's adapted to the WWE style. Like, just, like, the showmanship and everything and how much... Like, even just between, like, what we just saw in here, like, just right. how much more kind of, like, showmanship he has in the ring, which is very WWE-like. Yeah, no, he was very deliberate with those movements and made them very much, like, as he was, like, just breaking the thing. Instead of just breaking Adam Cole's rip, he broke it in, like, several stages. So you sort yeah. of got this overall story of what he was doing just by how he was moving. Yeah, I believe his his in-ring storytelling has just improved dramatically, which I think in general is a thing that you you can learn on the indies, but it's like not right. as as learned, I guess. Right. Yeah, the indies the big knock that most people get it is that it's just spot spot spot. You don't give the fans enough time to really absorb what you're doing, which I think is a fair criticism, and that can even creep into AEW at times. But it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where, I, how does JR say it? Like, you can't, you got to give the audience a chance to laugh. Like, if you were a stand-up, you can't just go up there and tell joke, joke, joke. You have yeah. to take a breath so that they have a chance to, you know, react to what you're doing. Ow. Yeah. No, he just, I feel like he just got COVID uh, going through the protective barricade. Adam Cole is such a good feel. He really is. After running Keith Lee's face into the plexiglass, Adam Cole just had this look on his face like, oh, I got him. Oh, oh I got him now. And that's just something I don't think you can teach. That's just, you have to have the experience to, to know what looked down in your face. I hope. I hope somebody gets slammed on one of those two cars. They're like, why else would you have them there? Now, was this in the performance center? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's just, performance center already was so, so small, but it looks even smaller somehow. Yeah, no. This was this was one hundred percent in the uh, in the performance center. Still bugs me that they can use Great American Bash. Uh, like I get it from a business standpoint, but like you don't want to give the other side any legs up, but. Vince is never going to use Starcade, and you you know what Cody would do with the Starcade. Like, just from a history standpoint, I want Cody to have the ability to put on a Starcade. Hmm. Keithley's doing a good job selling the head injury. Yeah, he. I mean, uh, like. It's just another thing that he does really, really well. Like, 
he sells beautifully. Like he doesn't oversell or anything. Like he'll he 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 no sells at the right time. Like he no sells so, the right things and everything. Like he's he's very good. Like I gush over his like his his in ring abilities as like as like a big guy that can move and everything, but like right. that's not that's not it. Like that's not all he is, you know. Yeah, and from what I've understood, that's one of those things that you have to really learn as a big guy is how to sell convincingly, because it's very hard. And this is a perfect example of it. It's very hard if you're a face to get sympathy being the guy that's like twice the size of your opponent. Yeah. I think right now they're doing a fairly good job of it. Although sympathy just sort of went away as Keithley grabs Adam Cole by the throat. Sweetie Nickbreaker. Mm. That, that was a pretty rude awakening. <laughs> oh, that, was funny. that was horrible. <laughs> no, you don't understand. That looked that was the kind of neckbreaker that Rick Rude used. See, I that, that was a callback to Rick Rude. Well you understand, so it's funny. Oh, oh that's what it was. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Oh my god. Oh. You can't see me right now, but I'm flipping you off through my phone. Right. I felt it. I felt it through the air. Pure ridiculousness. Oh. Keith Lee just turned it around. We're getting the comeback. Okay, so I like I said, I've been watching. I was oh, that was a power slam and a half. I love that. Jeff Cobb does does power slams like that too, and they're just they look so good. Yeah, doesn't he call his tour uh, tour of the island? Yeah, yeah. So if you know Jeff Cobb and tour of the island, that's where Keith Lee basically stood at. Well, kinda. Jeff Cobb like kinda. continue like that. Mm-hmm. Jeff Cobb kind of like stops and then uh, reverse rotates it into right. the slam, whereas Keith Lee just kind of like kept going. I lost my, oh, they're two different Keith moves. Smiling. That's not good for Adam Cole. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. So, like yeah. I said, I I haven't been keeping up with NXT at this point. Do you remember what's been going on with like Undisputed Era? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't watched a lot of NXT lately. Okay. So we're both in the dark. We're just watching this in kind of a bubble. Got yeah, it. I've been mainly doing... I've been mainly just AEW. I have not... Yeah, been I've been considering going back into some old school WCW just on my own. haven't done it yet, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I think at the very least, I'm going to try to get back into NXT. But uh, Finn Balor is the champion now with uh, 
Karrion Cross getting injured. Yeah, I saw that that he won the title, which yeah. is kind of I find I don't know if they did that for symmetry's sake, him winning the title when Karrion Cross got injured basically the same way he did. Mm. Uh, it's weird how that worked out. Okay, what, what are we doing here? Keith keeps going up the second rope and Cole's on the outside. I think we might be going for a deadlift. I'm going to say a little less impressive on Adam Cole because Adam Cole's like half his body weight, if not less. So it's still more than I could ever do. But. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think the fact that I've seen him do it to do the same thing to Dijakovic, like... Yeah. No, I'm very aware that he could do it to somebody his size or even larger, but it's just funny to watch him do it to a guy that's, you know, half his size, so it's like, oh, this is just a night off right here for him. Still looks very painful for Cole, though. I mean, Lee's selling the fight. Like, he's... Yeah. He's showing the fatigue. I think that, like, that was a very good, you know, it's basic psychology, but um, Adam Cole, as good as he is, the size differential does make it hard for him to effectively put damage on Lee. That makes me believe it. But starting off the match with running in that plexiglass, that definitely, you know, gets you there. Oh, what a spirit bomb. Yeah, that was a great yeah. You were right, that is a very effective looking power bomb. And again, it's Adam Cole from the psychology of one finger, because he could have gone his whole hand. It's much more fun to put one finger on there, especially for heel. <laughs> I like how <laughs> I like how Keith he just like swats it away. Like, get out of here. Damn finger. Oh, Adam Cole rolling out to the outside like a heel would. Now, if he wants to be a real heel, he'll go grab his title and walk away. Ooh. That was a nice... Would you call that an insiguri? I think, yeah. I think that would be an insiguri still. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if it had a new fancy name because it's not technically the way you usually put up oh, an no. insiguri. Oh, that's a, yeah. That was a shoulder block and a half. Well, Keith Lee just killed him. <laughs> oh, he's alive. So, you, do you, so you think that Keith Lee has the potential to be the next, like, top guy in yeah. the I don't even think it's a question. I have, I can honestly say I have never felt so assured of a wrestler in my entire life. Like I, 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 I have 
deep love for a lot of oh god what a moonsault i have deep love for a lot of like indie slash like international wrestlers right and i have felt like they could surpass the 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 pure death that is the wwe main roster slash men right. But Keith Lee is like the first one that I've truly, truly felt that it is nigh impossible to to for him to be completely buried. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it. I'm very interested to see where they go with him in the future, like from a distance. I don't. Well, let's see if he ever gets a title and gets a really good run. Maybe I'll give him another sh- WWE in general another shot. But I'm very ex- I'm excited to see where he ends up. I think he's just too talented, and like has the ability to make whatever they throw at him work. Yep, there like, are those guys from. Aside from them, like, putting paint all over his body and face and calling him Kamala Jr., I can't (laughs) see him failing. Like, I can't see them throwing a gig at him that he's going to fail at. Kamala Jr., you say? I feel like we finally got a hit. I wouldn't put it past Vince. Oh, he he did in 1990 decide that Saba Simba was a good idea. Yeah. Although... I will say, in Vince's defense, um, Tony Atlas uh, credits that gimmick with saving his life. So, you know, don't want to be too hard on Saba Simba. But yeah, I mean, aside from something hectically crazy like that, like, I can't, I legitimately can't see Keith Lee failing. Yeah. Like, yeah, basically anything short of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Anything short of intentional sabotage, basically, by higher ups. I can't see him failing. Well, I hope you're right because I don't. Uh, well, honestly, with AEW, as long as AEW continues to exist, I don't really care. But yeah. Uh, for history's sake, I hope that, you know, WWE does get back on its A game, you know, makes the fans happy. But well, I honestly, and I've, as I've paid attention, or as I've looked through wrestling history, when it comes to WWE, Vince purposefully is usually a step behind because he doesn't want to, um, like, lose on a crazy gamble. Yeah. So he purposefully doesn't try and follow the newest trends. But when the, the trend develops somewhere, he can, you know, take it and run with it. So we'll have to see what happens going forward. We'll have to see what trends develop. That's, That's just that. Okay, for anyone not watching, Keith Lee and, and Cole just hit a Panama sunrise which I feel like it's just as impressive for Keith Lee as it is for Cole. Yeah, so, I agree 100%. Also, again, and, the, and this one is kind of the opposite, where 
I think in that move, from what I can gather from the way you have to hit it, um, Cole had to have a lot of trust in Lee to get the full rotation because if Lee doesn't get the full rotation, where's Lee going to land but on Cole? Yeah, basically. Yeah. You just have to trust him when he says, yeah, I can do that. And if he watches matches, I completely believe him that he can do that. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, like, Keith Lee could probably, like, tell me he could fly, and I'd be like, yeah, okay, you could probably sprout wings. I, I believe you. I can see it. I can see it. God. Trifecta of super kicks. Right. That like, was those were some deadly fucking super kicks. I feel like in my in my um, critic brain I'm being a little bit overly critical of Adam Cole. And not probably. like because he's doing a bad job. It's because I know who's going to win, I think is the reason. So it's making me um, less suspend my disbelief on the uh, damage that Cole is doing to Keith Lee, if that makes sense. Yeah. If I didn't know who was going to win, I probably wouldn't be overanalyzing all these moves that Cole's doing to Keith Lee. So. I mean, just, I. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I watched this like. Um, live or whatever you want to call it. And during this whole match, like there were definitely plenty of times during this that I legitimately thought Adam Cole was going to end up winning. Yeah. Like I was like, well, like there were times, even though I was realistically, I was like, no, Keith Lee's getting such a push right now. There's no way they're not going to have him win. But like there were shots that he was taking where I was like, oh no, maybe, maybe Adam Cole is going to win this. But then, you know, yeah, no, that's part of the reason that if I don't watch something live and I know how it comes out with wrestling, I usually like to give it some time because it's better for me to not know who's going to win or not remember who's going to win. There it is. There you go. Yeah, the big bang into the three. All those guys are very excited to get paid to be banging on that glass. Oh, what am I kidding? Vince is not paying them. That's I just That's I so don't know good. why. It's so silly. It's so good. All right, you said there is one more match, right? Like a gimmick match, not gimmick, yeah, but so like we'll, random. Yeah, we're gonna randomly pick a third match. So I'm gonna pull up Keith Lee's. I'm gonna try and get Keith Lee's like bio page in front of me. I'm just get a list of his matches. Yeah, and then I'm gonna go over count to ten. I'm gonna count ten matches, and whatever the tenth match is. Unless it's one we just did, I will play that. So. Okay, I'm. I have to go real quick, but I will be right back. Okay, I'll give me a minute to pull up the match. So, um, you know, what we'll do. I'll stop the recording and then we'll just start again when we get back to it. When we get the match ready, sounds good. Okay. All right. Okay, are we back? Yeah. Okay, so. Um, the drum roll, I count 10, which, by the way, 10 
really was the perfect number because the last two matches before 10, 8, 9 were the two we just watched. So so 10 is actually a new um, number. Um, it's uh, June 3rd, 2020, um, NXT. I don't know. Like, this is a very random match because I, I don't think it, it's in the middle of the storyline. But it's, um, I believe it was... Was it Johnny Gargano and Keith Lee versus Mia Yim and uh, Candice in a tag match? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is this is what you get when you go random number generator. We yeah. had no way of doing it, and this is what we got. So uh, it's not a very long match, but yeah, just pull up the June third, twenty twenty NXT and go about nine minutes and twenty five seconds in. Okay. This will not be a very long match. We'll just talk some more about Keith Lee, maybe some Johnny Gargano. It's not a very long match, but we'll call this yeah. a cap. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the randomness of getting this short match that really is kind of a throwaway match because I think it's kind of interesting after watching basically two half-hour just monster battles to see him in a tag match, so. Yeah, I'm certainly ready. Yeah, okay. So are you at the uh, time frame? Yep. All right. Again, um, if you're not caught up, you're going to want to pause, but you're going to be on June 3rd, 2020, WWE NXT, 9 minutes and 25 seconds. And then for everybody that's caught up, we're going to hit play in 3, 2, 1, play. And there's Johnny Gargano looking good in white. It said on the like it said on the description, Candace has she been a victim of losing her name too, or is it still Candace Lorray? I don't know actually. I'm pretty sure it's still Candace Lorray. Well, that did seem like a good thought process. Candace just jumping on the back of Keith Lee as Keith had Johnny Gargano in a military press. Uh-huh. I feel like she could just hang out up there all day. I don't, I don't think yeah. it will bother completely that she's on, on his back. I don't. I honestly, the way the thing said that this was a tag match, but I don't think it doesn't. I mean, I guess it's on the apron. Okay, it looked more like a, you know, people in their corner of the ladies' matches because Keith Lee and Johnny don't look like they were dressed to compete. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's how it started. And then it turned into an impromptu tag match. Oh, Teddy Long came out and said, it's yeah. a tag team match. Basically. <laughs> I would love that as a gimmick if they would, just also to give Teddy a paycheck. But every <laughs> time that they had put a, one of those impromptu tag team matches, it had to come from Teddy Long. Yeah, that would be pretty great. Oh, I can't wait to see Damian Priest for Spin Balor at NXT in your house. That was the last NXT show I sat down to try and watch. Like, I was going to watch it live. And for some reason, I can't remember what it was. I think uh, Jen asked to have the TV. I decided not to watch it live, and I just never went back. And yeah. I was like the last time I sat down and tried to watch a live event for WWE of any programming. 
that's just a weird little factoid into my life. That's that <laughs> that happened. I don't understand why the referee couldn't. Did you pick up on why the referee couldn't have counted that pin? Uh, her shoulders were up. Okay. It didn't look like it to me. That's why I was like, wait, what? You can't pin her. She's Asian. Yeah, no, I don't think that had anything to do with it. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but she definitely looked Asian. For anybody that's wondering, I'm doing a bit from the movie uh, The Cable Guy, which is actually a much funnier movie than you remember. I remember it being funny, but I also remember parts of it just being straight up disturbing. Yeah. I think it was what I they see- were going for, but... Yeah, no, it definitely was. And I think, not that I want to get too deep in that movie, maybe we can watch it sometime on this because we can do that. Um, but I think for me, when I was a kid, that was right after Ace Ventura and everything, and we rented that movie not expecting a darker comedy. Yeah. So, like, it did not go over well. But years later, when I watched it, when I was, like, basically an adult, I was like, oh, no, there's a lot more here than all the stupid jokes people make about that movie. Because I think a lot of people had that same experience. Oh, Johnny just came in and stopped uh, Mia Yim from winning with a dragon suplex. It would have been a snapdragon, but they can't do those. Oh, Johnny Gargano. Ooh. I've said this to you before, and this is a good place to plug one of my favorite indie wrestlers. Johnny Gargano needs to call back his old friend Crimson, and he needs to be the creeping shadow of his past that will destroy him. Ooh, I think he leaves you in a pretty fine job of destroying him right now. <laughs> good point. But I really do want to put that out there for anybody that's interested. Look up Crimson with a K. Um, he was in. He's oh, in a lot God. of different promotions. But oh, that's yeah. He just poked him in the eye with his keys. Dear God, that he just he straight dusted him. He went for the eyes, yeah. with the keys, and Candace got the three. I think there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There that you was, know that was some old that match. <laughs> they had a. <laughs> A, a, a teardrop of Keith Lee, I guess. Yeah, that was old school WCW. That was oh, like to go. go for the key like that, or new school AEW because oh. I feel like Moxley did take somebody's eye out with the key. Now that I think about it. So, since that match was so short, do you want to do one more? Like I will. I'll, what I'll do is pull up the random generator one more time, generate a new number, and see what we oh. get. Yeah. After like we get through the post match stuff with Johnny and Keith, obviously. I think that was the last thing. Yeah, it looks like it. I'm pretty sure you're not gonna win that, Johnny. I just I saw your future. <laughs> oh how the months have changed. Look at that Velveteen Dream shirt. I mean, that's just, that's some good old fashioned heat building right there. Johnny Gargano is a very, very good heel. 
Like I, I would say I like him far more that as a heel than as a face. All right. Okay. So, um, I'm gonna have to jump out of the ad. I won't. I don't think we're gonna stop recording. So what I'm gonna do? You entertain the people for like thirty seconds. I'm gonna go get a new number. And I'll be right back, and then we'll figure out the match together. Okay. Right. Please don't talk too much trash about me because I will listen to this later and I will know what you said about me. Right. So one of the first things I'll say is I cannot stand him with a fiery passion. Easily one of the worst people I've ever met in my life. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Shouldn't okay. listen to wordies. Oh, hey. So here, here's here's the real thing. Here's here's what happened. I I put it in. I even changed it because I saw that Keith Lee has sixty matches on the network. So what I did was did? I put it in one through sixty to randomly generate numbers. So we were guaranteed to get a number that was on this list. The number I came up with the first time was eleven, which means we'd be watching Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae again. Oh. If you don't want to do that, I did do it again, and I do have a completely different number that we can try. But it's up to you. What, do you want to watch another one of those matches, or that let's match, or do you want to go different? Let's randomize it one more time. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. I, I already, gotcha. I already randomized it, so the next number that came up was 47. So it's going to take me a minute to count over to that, but I will. So just one okay. second. This is one of the great things about doing live stuff like this is, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. You never know how much time you're going to be sitting around trying to come up with random stuff to say, like, watch a matcha kacha dacha do and watch him a cuddle up to and whack a dacka whack a whack a, you know, just like common phrases to the English tongue. Okay. So thank you for the filler. You're, you, you're just your master of filler while I'm counting out. <laughs> um, yeah. that, well, you, so, you said not to talk trash about you, and like 99% of my vocabulary is trash about you. So. Good point. I mean, you, you did what you could with what you had. Yeah, so, that, was, that was pretty much all I had. It was either that or calling you a piece of shit for the whole time. It, by my count, what that gets us to, if you, if you um, are looking at matches under Keith Lee, um, the match that it gets to is Undisputed Era versus Lee, Davichovic, and uh, Champa. Oh, okay. Where's that? Um, I'm going to pull it up now and just get a pause so I can tell you what episode it was actually on. Okay. So that would be WWE NXT, December 4th, 2019. Okay. So we actually have a crowd like it used to be. Yeah. Um. Here we are. And then you're going to want to go to um, an hour and 16 minutes and 42 seconds. All right, let's see here.
Yeah, I really do wonder what's been what's going on right now with the Undisputed Era because there was not even a hint of a whiff of the Undisputed Era during that Keith Lee match. Like, yeah, I think vaguely. they were doing. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were doing um, stuff with Dream at the time. I think. All right. So, what is where? Where am I stopping at? Hour sixteen forty-two. Okay, one second. You can also go down to the match thing and just go over to it. That's basically where it puts you if you hit the match button. There we go. Okay. All right, and we're all caught up. I'm assuming anybody need to hit pause to find it has done so. So we're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. Shock the system. Yep, shock the system. Sure will. Well, that sucks. What sucks? My thing just stopped working. All right. I'll pause Here, it. One. Yeah, pause we'll it. Get, we'll get you caught back up. So in the meantime... Where am I? Um, where do I have to get to? Uh, one hour, 17 minutes, and six seconds where I paused it. Okay. Sorry about this, folks, but just get caught up to there, and we'll we can get you caught up. Okay. We'll do another countdown. Okay. All right, so everybody's at one hour seventeen six, and we're gonna hit play three, two, one, play. Because that's the level of professionalism people have come to expect from chaos everywhere. Yep. Oh, Roddy, 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 Roddy. Oh, here comes. Oh, what classic guitar playing. <laughs> Uh, the man that really loves Hollywood Hogan just loved him with a passion. This is a real classic moment where NXT, like all the gold was on NXT there. It was a good time for everybody. Yeah. Speaking of NXT, um, I guess, um, uh, what's the name? Marrow is done. Like the announced team? I believe so. I haven't seen him around in a while. I think it's like official. Like he, they've announced that they're um, that they've parted ways. So I think he's done, done. Which is a shame because he's a very good announcer, and they're not a lot of that left anymore. I mean, he is very good. I guess he's a little. So one of my biggest gripes with him was just that he was a little too over the top for me sometimes right. and he kind of like I don't know he talked a lot yeah I think part of it is because he is from a different era even though he's relatively young he started so young like he was 17 and he was in the same promotion at the same time as Earthquake like before Earthquake was um, discovered oh wow so that's the era that he came up in. So that's the kind of style he does. And since that's the style that I really gravitate to, it's the reason I really like him, I think. Uh, oh, my God. It's like Superman and Batman. Or... Yeah. <laughs> no, I got it right the first time. God, can you imagine these two just decided one day, they're, yeah, I think we should go for the tag titles. I think we should just own the titles. I feel like that's what we should do. Like, oh, man. 
Like, there's just, they're so good in the ring together as opponents that, like, you know they would make a great tag team. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think, I don't, that chemistry, I don't know, was always one-to-one, but I feel like in their case, you probably could be safe in saying that, that it would translate. I, I love Champa. I wish Champa is such a good heel. Like, and I wish he um, he had it in him to really bring his talents to the main roster. But I think he said that if they tried to bring him up, he would just basically retire. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Like he just doesn't. I don't know if he's gotten to it in great detail, but I think it's basically he just doesn't have the years in him left to travel. And he's okay with the NXT schedule, so he's like, I'll keep wrestling NXT, but I don't want to go to the main roster. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, similar. Not not maybe necessarily the schedule, but just that he, he never wants to really go to the main roster either. Yeah. Which, you know, might be a smart you know, might be a smart idea. Might be a way to keep yourself from being, you know, wasted. Yeah, no, I think it's for the best, honestly. But I also, from what I've heard over the, you know, months and such, is that it's not really, I mean, they can decide to retire in Champa's case, but it's not really their choice or even Triple H's choice. It's like Vince McMahon decides when somebody gets pulled up. Well, yeah. Triple H doesn't have anything to do with that. No, I know. Yeah. Vince doesn't let anyone tell him what to do, basically. He, he, he is the ultimate decider in everything, which is why the WWE sucks. Right. What got to me a few years, I think it was like a year ago or so, is that like right around the time I learned that, apparently he doesn't even watch NXT, so I don't even know how you make those choices then. Well, why would he watch NXT? He's just bringing people up to get a little bit of money from them when they first pop up and then just let them die. Right. Yeah, basically. Ooh, Davichov. I hate him. I hate him because I can't say his name. Davichovic just threw O'Reilly over his shoulder like nothing. Interesting side fact about O'Reilly, which I think I've told you before, but it might be something other people don't know, is that he is a um, diabetic and always has insulin around the ring in case he needs it during the match. Huh. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's pretty serious. Like, enough that that's legit how they handle it. Hmm. Stuff like that I, I'm always very impressed with, but also makes me feel like, why the hell don't I become a wrestler? Because that was what I wanted to do as a kid, being this obsessed wrestling, that I let certain things stop me. Why? I don't know. Oh. oh, well. Made my choices. Here I am. Oh. I don't, I don't think you're allowed to use another wrestler as a weapon on the other partners, but that's what he just did. Uh, damn, commercial break. Oh, what yep. happened during the commercial break? A change in the guard. Yeah. Well, Strong got... Oh, wait, we're going to see it. Never mind. Strong got tagged in. Jeez. 
I don't even know what to tell people that we just saw him do. Yeah, I man, he's so good. Like, I love Keith Lee. Obviously, I've made that very, very clear tonight. I feel like you could have talked about it more. (laughs) Go ahead. Dragon Coach is just so insane. Yeah, like he's so good. I wasn't a huge fan of him when I first saw him. Um, I think the first time I saw him was in ROH. Not a huge right. fan. Then he he grew on me quite a bit. I like I've I've just had a sneaking suspicion that it really is for, for Keithley. It's going to be like Batman and the Joker, like. I don't know how much it's going to be in between time periods, but they're just going to keep finding each other. It's just, they just can't, they're just not going to be able to get away from each other. They shouldn't. They're so good. Like the classic, they put on a, like, they put on a classic almost every single time they get in the ring together. Like it's yeah. Yeah, this you know that this generation does have a few pair ups like that. I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn can be can do the same thing. Now WWE has found a way occasionally to even screw up their matches, but yeah. they still have that ability to put on a classic pretty much every time they go in there, unless they're screwed up by poor management. Oh, Champa's in, got the hot tag, taking out the undisputed era. Like using the phrase hot tag. Ooh, running knee. Another running knee. Jeez, that was smooth. (laughs) I, again, hard to, like, we're not announcers. You really should be watching this with us so you can see why we were so impressed. But that, but Champa just found a way to do two running knees on either side of the ring. And then just perfectly smoothly get a DDT on the third guy. That was Project Champa. And somehow O'Reilly kicked out. That seems. Isn't that his finish? I feel like that should have been the end. How is he not dead? Yeah. Like, how is his, how is his spine not just broken from that? Yeah. Oh, wait, maybe. No. I guess, okay, so maybe Project Champa is more of a signature now instead of a. Oh, now finish all the time. Because he was going to go for the other, the fairy telling me. This is just really great six man tag team wrestling. Yeah. Oh. Oh. You know. I saw a double. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. O'Reilly and Fish have been, like, such an amazing tag team for so many years. You forget uh-huh. just how good O'Reilly was with with Roderick Strong while while Fish was out and just how good those two were together as a tag team. Right. Well, this is just me trying to search back my brain to my ROH watching. O'Reilly and Adam Cole were in a tag team together too, right? They were future mm-hmm. shock. Okay. Yep. Yeah, when I first started ROH, they were together, and then they broke up not long after that, and then Fish came back after the breakup. Ooh. 
Oh, here goes Keith Lee. We're basking some more glory here. Bask in the dude's glory. Oh, no. Oh, okay. And Cole rightly ran away from a Mongolian chop, which he is about to worn... in his chest. Oh, boy, here we go. I feel like Adam Cole should have learned that for, like, kept that advice in his head for the title match. Oh, dear. Oh, no. no. Oh! David Kovacic off the top, taking out everybody. As GR would say, thank God all those guys were there to catch him. Even though none of them did. Not really, No. Like, I had that joke queued up in my head, and then none of them really caught him. <laughs> it was fun. Sorry, uh, he's just going to do it again. This time with somebody yeah. else. He's going to throw O'Reilly into the ball this time. What? Oh, oh. Finn Balor. No, because it's the kind of, oh, that was yeah. He really went down. Kevin Kojak just took out the steps with his head. This was when Balor had like just come back. Was this like his actual return right there? Um, I don't think so. no, no, no. He 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 was already back, but like this is kind of like this is in the middle of his comeback, I guess. Got it. Like, I think he'd actually come back, like, the week before. So, oh, oh, my God. How terrifying Keith is that? <laughs> yeah, Keith Lee just, like, literally Jason him again. Like, just rose out of nowhere. Spirit bomb. Oh. Hey, Ref, a lot of crap's happening while you're just over there. <laughs> making the injury. Oh, this looks familiar. And Adam Cole loses again to Keith Lee two times in one episode of our podcast. He's so good. Like his quickness. He's just like, so quick. You you know, like psychology is very important to me. Like I appreciate good in ring work, but that, that rise up on the apron behind Finn Balor, just knowing where the camera was, where he had to be, and yeah. to perfectly time that was just its just very impressive to me. It was it was perfect. Like, it's that's, this is, that's yeah, perfect. Yeah, watching it again, that's just, that's just awesome psychology. I wish he had gotten a little more lift on the spirit bomb that he does here. But still, yeah. like, that, if anything, no. I, think, I think that was more like Balor, honestly. But just the speed, the quickness that he that he pulls off that that jackhammer, like, right? It's not like it's not like Goldberg's where it's like stalling the guy in the air and everything, which is like obviously that's impressive in its own right. But just like right. the, the snap to it, it's like a snap jackhammer. Oh, and again, we get to bask in his glory. 
Hey, what's going on here? I'm pretty sure we're going to be uh, calling more games because there's more than four people in the rain. No, I think this is... Yeah. This is to determine... Um, yeah, the challenger for the title. Uh, That's a Fatal Four, I believe. I do really like William Regal. William Regal was always... Was a oh, never mind. It's just a What'd you say? Really? They just keep Dijakovic out of this. No kidding. I, for some reason, I thought this was a fatal four-way, but it's not. It's yeah, that's odd. Yeah. I mean, I guess he wasn't a part of the final like whole thing, so it kind of makes sense from uh, what we just saw. Those were the last three to kind of do something. Champa, Lee, and Balor. But you're right. Yeah, no, Dijakovic should have been put in there. I don't know. There's not a really good reason not to put him in as the fourth yeah. man. Right, well, that brings us to the end of that match. It was a good Keith Lee episode. I learned a lot. Keith Lee. You got plenty of material for your spank bank, so yep. that's good. He's just so good. Like, everything he does in the ring is just gold. Absolutely. I can't disagree with you. I, I, I'm, and I'm only not in love with him to the same level you are, but it's not because I don't recognize his talent. It's just that he just happens to be not one of my boys. But, but like, I, I can't disagree with anything you're saying. But yeah, I think I, the more the more you watch him, I think the more it's just you're going to be in awe of everything. Yeah. No, he and I will say that as I've watched him, because it has been limited, but as I've watched him, every time I watch him, I do discover more that I like about him. Like like I just said, I'm discovering how much psychology he has and how important that is to me. So that, you know, I'm sure it'll just continue that way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's it. I, I really did like this format. I think we have to do this again. It'll be nice to just, nice way to highlight guys that we want to highlight. Yeah. I, yeah, I can tell you now, most of the guys that I'm going to try to highlight are guys that I know you don't really watch. But <laughs> shit. Uh, I, I do love I, the determination to force me to watch things. And I'm going to continue to highlight people that I like that I just want to rewatch their matches, basically. Because yeah. that's basically my list. Although Arnie Anderson was on my list, too. And Arnie Anderson was mostly because I haven't watched as much Arnie Anderson as I would like. So there's also that. Yeah, like, the one thing you're going to be able to tell people from these lists is that most of mine are going to be, like, newer guys um, that I know you're not watching because you just don't watch indie stuff at all, really. And right. most of the guys you're going to be choosing are dead. Hey, Arn Anderson is not dead. In Sorry. fact... Only one of my three were dead, and he shouldn't be dead. It was a horrible accident. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. On the verge of death. <laughs> oh, don't Very let our Anderson hear you, because he will come after you, and he will kill you. Well, basically, what I'm saying is most of your people are from, like, the 70s and 80s. That is fair. Yes, that is fair. Or mid-90s, depending or I guess, on yeah, if I'm feeling saucy. But at the latest. 
But yeah, and then most black guys are like new up and comers that I feel like you should be watching because they're just insanely good. Like I can already tell you, at some point I'm going to be choosing Walter. Uh, at yeah. some point I'll probably choose Timothy Thatcher because he's sick too. Um, like I just like hard hitting dudes. It's, it's that simple. Like, yeah, I, like, just, I just like dudes that hit hard with other dudes. I just like just the rest. Get in there. Of the shit out of you. <laughs> It's that simple. <laughs> uh, well, this, like I said, this is a lot of fun. We're definitely going to do it again. I don't know if it'll be next week, but we'll work that out as we do every week. Yeah. And um, yeah, nice talking to you again. And we're just going to go to bed now and bask in the glory. Yep. Yep. Remember to bask in the glory every night before bed. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. All right. Good night.